It's your boy, Dr. Sean Thomas here, and welcome to the Be More Today show. That's right. We're on our second episode of the Be More Today show, and I'm so glad to be back with you guys. It's been two weeks, and we're back with you for the Be More Today show. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We're now in the month of March, and I don't know about you guys, but March is my favorite month of the year. It's when I was born. I'm a March baby. You guys know about it. My daughter's a March baby. Uh, shout out to Sonali. She had a birthday on March 2nd. And she just turned five years old. I have a five-year-old daughter. I don't know when that happened, but it did. So shout out to Sonali and all the March babies out there. March babies, you guys rock. Um, as always, we start our show off with a quotation. And for this month, the month of March, I chose something from the late, great Kobe Bryant. Uh, Kobe Bryant said, the most important thing is to try to inspire people so that they can be great at whatever they want to do. And that to me is awesome. You know, I, I watched the Kobe Bryant uh, memorial service or the farewell service at Staples Center on TV, and it was touching, man. It was just all kinds of people from all walks of life coming together and, uh, you know, elevating and sharing stories about Kobe. And, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. I was more of an MJ fan personally. But looking to see how an MJ gave his, his talk or his speech about Kobe, and how he's brought to tears, literally just talking about how moved he was and how Kobe made him be a better person. It made me think that, you know, life is really about making other people better what they're doing. And if we can't do this thing together, if we can't come up together, if I can't do something well and then show someone else how to do something well, you know, at the same time, then that's, that's really, we're, we're wasting our lives. We're, we're missing out on the, on the quintessential points of, of living. It's really about making sure that if I come up I should come up and somebody should come up with me. If I have something to share or something to, to give back to the world that someone else should get that information and then use it to help somebody else along the way. Uh, my hashtag for most posts is always uh, community over competition. And it's really about community coming together and making sure that we all come together and, and help each other. No man is an island and uh, we have to do this thing together. So I'm really thankful that uh, I was able to watch that for Kobe and, you know, we, we give our thoughts and prayers to the Bryant family and all the others who were lost in that tragic incident. Uh, but, you know, we're still here, so we can still make our lives great. We can still make lives of others around us great. And that's what we should be doing every single day, making sure that we take every day, not for granted, but make it the best, make it the best, and inspire people to be great at whatever they want to do as well. So that's my thought for this March episode. Um, hope you guys received that and, and appreciate it. And we have a great, great show for you guys today. Uh, I'm excited for this young brother. He is a friend of mine. Um, some would say he is my brother from another mother. Uh, we have been through a lot together, and I want to introduce him. But let me just read his bio to you real quick so you know exactly who he is. Uh, Self-starter Marquise Ellison is the owner and designer of Marquise Rashad LLC, a company that provides high fashion with a high purpose. The Marquise Rashad collection offers exclusively handmade bow ties and pocket squares with trend-setting and distinctive designs while donating a portion of all proceeds to charitable causes that have a personal significance to Marquise, breast cancer, and Crohn's disease research. Marquise receives his BS in fashion mer merchandising 
from the Florida State University. The Florida State University. Yes, that was underlined. Upon graduating, he spent nearly a decade in retail management, an experience for which he is grateful to have had, although he longed for a chance to make his work, his mark on a bigger way. That opportunity came when Marquise moved to New York City in 2013. This fresh start in the fashion capital of the world inspired Marquise to pursue his dream of introducing his fashion sense to the world. Although Marquise holds a degree in fashion merchandising, he lacked sewing skills, so he started taking classes. Early mornings and long nights paid off as Marquise mastered the sewing techniques that now contribute to the craftsmanship of Marquise Richard designs. With Marquise's de dedication, keen sense of fashion, and attention to detail, Marquise Richard LLC was born. Marquise also knew he wanted his company to provide more than just high fashion. He wanted to serve a higher purpose. Inspired by the loss of his aunt to breast cancer and his personal battle with Crohn's disease, Marquise donates a portion of the company's proceeds to support breast cancer and Crohn's disease research. Marquise is humbled to do what he loves while supporting causes that are near and dear to his heart. So, family, friends, be more to their family, podcast people, you in the car, I want to introduce you to, right now, my man, my brother, my soul brother from another mother, Mr. Marquise Ellison. Marquise, what's going on, boy? Hey, 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 what's going on, man? <laughs> I'm just glad to have you on the show. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm doing good, man. Appreciate that introduction. Hey, it is what it is. It's all you. So I'm excited <laughs> to have you, man. And thank you so much for making time to join us on the Be More Today show. Absolutely. So I got a lot of questions for you, man. I, I got to start. So tell me, first of all, okay, so I know your last name is Ellison, but mm -hmm. your company name is Marquise Rashad. So what is Marquise Rashad? Where does the, the name Rashad come from? Yeah, so Marquise Rashad. Uh, Rashad is my middle name. And my mom spelled it R-A-S-H-O-I-D. So in my bio on our website, I have it in parentheses that is pronounced Rashad, R-E-S-H-A-D, because sometimes people say Marquise Rashad, but it's Rashad. I got and you. so I want to make sure that distinction is clear. <laughs> I got you. Um, so yeah, that's where the Rashad comes from. That's my uh, middle name. Gotcha. Cool. And what is, what is Marquise Rashad, the LLC, exactly? Marquise Rashad LLC is a company providing quality, handmade bow ties and uh, pocket squares, uh, serving a higher purpose. So our model is high fashion, higher purpose, because as you stated in our bio, we provide 10% of proceeds to Crohn's and colitis uh, research, and as well as breast cancer uh, around October. And again, after uh, being diagnosed with Crohn's disease, myself in 2009, and losing my aunt to breast cancer in 2013, I wanted to establish the company to serve a higher purpose uh, that goes beyond the fashion. And I wanted to be a product that is an attention grabber, which the bow tie is. And in the, while it's grabbing your attention, you can also start a conversation, you know, about these causes or, you know, why you support Marquise Rashad? What does this tie mean to you? And that was the direction we were going with that. Gotcha. I love it. So I, you know, I, I was, I wear bow ties every now and then. Uh, I'm not the best bow tie tire. Uh, there have been many times where I have to go on YouTube and kind of look to see how I'm doing this, you know, and it takes me sometimes hours. But you actually had a clip 
uh, a video on your Instagram page of you going through the, the motions of doing the bow tie. And I got to tell you, looking at your, your video, which was maybe, maybe I don't know, 90 seconds long, if that, uh, maybe even six seconds long. It might be just, just a minute. Yeah, 60 I seconds. Yeah, for a minute, right? I literally was able to tie my tie. Uh, as I was watching the video, I was able to tie my tie as you were showing me how to do it in about that same 60 seconds. I mean, I, I watched the video twice, so it was just <laughs> a minute. But um, it was very, very helpful. So, you know, I, I, I like bow ties. I, I wear bow ties. Um, Why did you pick the bow tie for, for MR? Because bow ties are, you know, bow ties are a, they're a, a, a distinguished piece. And there are so many gentlemen out there that love bow ties, but they don't know how to tie them. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen so many videos on YouTube and all about how to tie a bow tie, but nobody really goes through and like stop for a second so you can actually see the step. And when I created this video, that's why you see we pause, we actually point to help guide you through the tying process. And then once people learn how to tie it, they fall in love with it because it's so easy. It's much easier than tying a necktie. And once you really grasp it, you can tie a bow tie in like 30 seconds and be right. done. Um, and so that's why, you know, we chose the, chose the bow tie because it's distinguished, it stands out and it grabs your attention. And that's what I wanted to do, grab attention to be able to talk about these causes that we support in the uh, education that we're trying to raise around these diseases. Gotcha. That's great. So most people know about breast cancer, um, but not many people may know about Crohn's disease. Can you talk about what Crohn's disease is for the listeners on right now? Yes, absolutely. So Crohn's disease is part of IBD, which stands for inflammatory bowel disease. And collectively, you have ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease that make up the IBD acronym. Crohn's disease is an autoimmune disease that affects the small intestine, but it also affects your whole digestive tract from the mouth to the anus. So anywhere along your digestive tract could be affected with Crohn's disease, even though it's central to the small intestine. Um, and again, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2009 and it was quite the, the experience. Um, but I've had it for like, what, 10, went to 2020. So about 11 years now, I believe I've had Crohn's disease. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but that's what Crohn's, that's what Crohn's disease is. Wow, it's intense. So uh, you told me about what, what it is and how it hits you, but what exactly, mm-hmm. what do you feel? Like, how, how does your body respond to it? What are some of the side effects? Like, what's a typical day for you as someone who ha- actually has Crohn's disease? Right. So like with many diseases, right, you have different levels of uh, effectiveness. Uh, and, you know, everyone's journey is different. Nobody's journey is the same. And with me, by the grace of God, I don't have a strict, strict diet when it comes to Crohn's disease. Um, like you have people out there that can't have grain, that can't have dairy, that can't have fibers, um, really, really strict diets because it causes uh, a flare up uh, within the Crohn's disease. And I'll get to a flare up uh, as well. And basically some symptoms that's associated with Crohn's disease 
You have nausea, you have fatigue, you have loss of appetite, you have rapid weight loss, um, stomach pain, abdominal pain. When I was going through the symptoms in 2009, I had all of these. Mm. Uh, I had excruciating pain. Abdominal pain was so, so bad, man. I compare it to, uh, you know, a female, when the female is going through their menstrual cycles, the cramping that they have, mm. you know, how bad it is. And so when you're having the abdominal pain with Crohn's disease, when you're in a flare-up, it feels like somebody's literally twisting your intestines and twisting them. Oh, wow. And releasing, you know, that's how it feels like taking it, twisting it. Ah, you had that constant pressure and then releasing and then it comes and it goes like that. So it's like you ball your fist and release it, ball your fist and release it. Like that's how the pain comes and goes when you're having right. those abdominal cramps. And so that's what I was feeling um, on top of the, you know, the weight loss due to the loss of appetite. Um, I had a severe anemia that came along with that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty intense. So the abdominal pain was some of my main symptoms, the loss of appetite, rapid weight loss. I was dropping like 10 pounds every doctor visit. I got to a hundred pounds soaking wet, mm. nothing but skin and bones. Like you can see every bone in my body. Yeah. Like I look like the skeleton with skin on me, you know, and I've been a big fitness enthusiast. So, you know, I lost a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. And it was just straight bones. Um, yeah. And that was one of the hardest things uh, that I experienced going through those symptoms was like not being able to work out. I remember trying to go to the gym right when I just hit rock bottom was like, okay, I can't do this physically. I just can't do it. Hmm. Like, I remember that moment as clear as day. You know, I was on the bench trying to push some weight, and I just, I couldn't. Like, that was it. That was that moment. It was like, okay, I can't do anything. And um, that was pretty crushing, man, because, you know, as you know, I'm a fitness enthusiast, and I love working out, always being active. And at that particular moment, man, I just, I, I couldn't because the Crohn's was just, at that time, I didn't know what it was. Right. But knowing now, knowing that was Crohn's, it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was bad. I was weak. I didn't have any energy and I couldn't do it, man. And it, you know, it's funny too. Like I really knew you were, I was bad when I couldn't push the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you couldn't push the vacuum cleaner. I couldn't push the vacuum cleaner, man. Like when I would try to vacuum our house. Yeah. I couldn't push it, man. The energy to push the vacuum cleaner was too much for me. Wow. And I did not have that energy, man. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I tried, and after like a minute, I had to sit down. So that's how bad it was. Yeah. And the thing about Crohn's disease, while we're so passionate about raising awareness for ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, is because it's also called the invisible illness, mm -hmm. meaning that it's happening on the inside. So therefore, you can look at somebody and think that they look fine, they're healthy, Mm -hmm. On the outside, but inside is all kinds of stuff happening in there. You know what I mean? Right. So that's why we also want to bring light to these diseases because it's also called invisible illness. So just because a person looks healthy from the outside, mm -hmm. they have all kinds of things happening inside that have IBD.
Wow. That's intense. That's a lot of information you share right now about Crohn's disease. I thank you so much for sharing that kind of stuff. Um, so you go through this. How often do you have flare-ups? Um, so right now I'm in a semi-remission, uh, and remission right. is a period of time where no symptoms are present. Right. Um, so like right now, currently, I probably have a flare-up. I have a flare-up maybe a few times a year. Nothing, nothing too major. The last major flare-up I had was in 2000 and, uh, what was it, 2018, I believe. In 2018, I believe, we were going to Europe. We went to uh, Greece, to Santorini. Mm. And in route there, something I ate on that plane sent me into a flare-up. A bad flare, like I felt back in 2009 when I was going through the symptoms. Mm. Yes, and this flare-up, as a matter of fact, I don't know if you remember, we had the Spartan Beast coming up that I couldn't do right. because I had this flare-up that had happened. So, right, yeah. yeah, yes. I had that flare-up, and it, it was really bad. We had a 13-hour layover in Athens, and we had planned on going out and touring Athens during that layover, but we couldn't do it uh, because I was having my flare-up. Now, I was going to go ahead and try to do it anyways, you know, mm -hmm. but there were so many signs that was pointing to, like, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, we went to go try to catch the train, and we needed cash. My wife didn't have the cash, so it was just like, okay, it's not happening. So, literally, I laid on the bench fetal position for like 12 hours in the airport in Athens during our layover because the pain was that bad. Threw up in the bathroom and um, like instantly, again, I dropped weight. And uh, But by the grace of God, I was able to get my health built back up. Right. You know, once we got to, um, once we got to Santorini, I was slowly able to build myself back up to uh to eat and got my energy back and you know everything got better normal right yeah no that's resilience if i have never ever seen it that's resilience right there um so i, I remember the spartan race literally i remember we signed up we were ready to rock and you called and said yeah i'm not i'm not gonna be able to make it in my mind i'm like yo come on let's just do it what's the big deal for those of you who don't know, these Spartan races, especially the Spartan Beast that's in New Jersey around April, uh, is insane. It's 13 miles, it's cold, it's, it's treacherous. Um, so, you know, for Marquise, for you to say that you weren't going to do that um, because you knew what your body was feeling like. I mean, for me, I was going, oh, we just come out and do it, you know, it's not a big deal. But you knew that your body was not going to be able to make it oh. that kind of intensity. Um, no, not at all, man. Right. So what, what do you do? I mean, you've been, you've been going through this and experience, experiencing this for the last 11 years. What, what drives you still to, to push through this thing? I mean, it, it's something that, depending on what you eat or depending on what's happening, it could be anywhere. It can kind of flare up and it can kind of catch you. What, what goes through your mind on a regular basis to say, you know what, I got to keep pushing. I got to keep moving. I mean, I, I've seen your workouts. You work out at 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you're up, you're, you're, you're like me, dude, you're up doing crazy stuff at 5am, sometimes four o'clock in the morning. Um, actually for those who don't know, he wrote, um, he did one of our promos for the book, my Be More Today book on 
chapter 37, which is basically the 5 a.m. workout or getting up at five o'clock because Marquise is that guy who's always up. But my question for you is what, what pushes you knowing that you have this thing that can kind of put you back into a, a place that's not as comfortable as you want to be? What pushes you to be this fitness enthusiast, this, this person who goes out there and works at a 5 a.m., who continues to push his body when he knows that his body uh, might not always be able to withstand what's going to be happening, you know, later that afternoon, that evening, or even the next day. What what drives you? What's your motivation for doing this? That's a great question, Sean. Um, that's a twofold. Uh, first, even when I have a flare-up, if I have a flare-up coming on, I still work out. Like, the only thing is when I have a flare, like, I won't do heavy weight. I'll do lighter reps, um, you know, that's what I would do. Just do lighter sets. Um, but I still get the workout in. Uh, because the motivation comes from, actually, one of the motivations comes from uh, Stuart Scott, former ESPN analyst. Stuart Scott was battling cancer. Unfortunately, cancer took him. Uh, and, you know, he passed from cancer. But I remember his SB. Stuart Scott won the SB award, ESPN. Espy. And uh, his speech, he said something that resonated with me. And I hold true to that. He said that when you die, he said when you when you die, you don't die to cancer, which is what he have. And basically, you can change the cancer with whatever it is you're dealing with. So when you die to cancer, you don't you beat you don't when you die of cancer you don't you don't die from um you don't from die from the cancer itself per se you you beat it by how you live why you live and the manner in which you live so repeat that again so you beat it by how you live while you live in the manner in which you live so no matter what you have, it doesn't define you. Crohn's disease, don't define me. Arthritis you might be dealing with, diabetes you might be dealing with. Whatever it is you're dealing with does not define you. And you beat it by how you live. And you know your limitations. So if you can't do two miles, do one mile. If you can't do one mile, start with 10 steps. You know what I mean? But don't let the condition limit what you're able to do. My theory is Crohn's disease just has to come with me. And that's why I always say I have Crohn's disease. It don't have me. Ah. Yes, it may slow me down. Yes, it may alter some things, but it's not going to stop me because I refuse to let it stop me. And that's just the mentality that I have. So while I'm owning it and I'm trying to raise awareness for it, and hopefully we get a cure for it, I'm not going to let it define me. And so that's where that drive comes from. And now that my son is born, you know, before it was really about me just trying to, you know, continue to be healthy and just not let um, my disease dictate my life. But now once my son was born, mm -hmm. he became the forefront of everything. So I want to be healthy. I want to be strong to run with my son when he's, you know, in his teenage years. And yeah. so that's what my motivation is. 
like to get up at five o'clock. Why do I get up at five o'clock? You might ask, because really, you know, when my wife was, uh, after we had our son and she was at home, you know, on her maternity leave, like once she started to go back to work, I was like, okay, I used to go to the gym like six o'clock. Yeah. But you know what? I was like, okay, if I go at six, by the time I would get home, it would be too late to see her and my son off. And I wanted to see them before they left for the day. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what, Marquise, you're going to have to get up a little earlier. So that's when I started getting up at four o'clock in the morning. So I could be back home by six to see my family off for the day. And, you know, that's why I get up early like I do, because I want to be here to see them off, but I still have to get my work. You know what I'm saying? And I can't make any excuses because we all have time. Mm -hmm. You just have to get up early or you may have to stay late, get that workout late. You know what I'm saying? But you all have, you have time. And um, that's why. Uh, you, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. We can cut the show right here. That's my boy right there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's it. That's it. Everybody has the same amount of time. to go out there and make it work. The man makes time for his family. And like you said, he has Crohn's disease, but it does not have him. So you got to keep pushing. You got to get through these things. And Marquise, you... You are inspiring me and inspiring listeners all around the world right now. So we appreciate that. We're going to take a quick commercial break and stay tuned because we have more on the Be More Today show coming up. All right, folks, we're back with the Be More Today show. Again, our guest is Marquise Ellison. He is uh, the owner and founder of Marquise Rashad LLC, a bow tie company that raises awareness for Crohn's disease and breast cancer research. And Marquise, we've been talking about a lot of good stuff, man, about your your company and bow ties and Crohn's disease, but I got some questions for you now. Some very serious questions. Let's go. Here we go. Uh, sir, what is your biggest fear? Oh, man. Biggest fear. Biggest fear. Oh, what is my biggest fear? You know what? My biggest fear will be I think one of my biggest fears may be to, uh, oh man, that's a good question. How can I say this? Uh, Like you said in the beginning, we're all here to serve people, right? We're all here to make an impact. We're all here to inspire, uh, inspire people. And I guess one of my biggest fears may be to, you know, have exited this life and, you know, I don't know, maybe feel like maybe I didn't inspire somebody or, you know, I didn't fulfill my purpose, uh, you know, while I was on this earth. So, I got you, you. know. Yeah, no, that counts. Yeah. It counts, yeah. That definitely counts. So with that in mind then, Mm-hmm. about making the most of us you know every time while you're here uh as you guys know i wrote a book uh be more today a 40 a better version of you and the, the tag be more today is something that we've kind of used to make this show and the premise for this show is basically highlighting ordinary people doing extraordinary things and that's why i brought you on the show because to me you are doing extraordinary things i mean we're all ordinary people but we can be superheroes we can do great great things um so you you know the phrase be more today um, again, you talked about it in chapter 37 when you did that thing for me for the book. Uh, what what does the phrase for you, Be More Today, mean? 
What, what did Be More Today mean to you? Oh, man. Be More Today, <clears throat> Be More Today mean, to me means that every day we wake up, God blesses us with another day. We have another day to make an impact. He's not done with us. He's not done with you. So every day you wake up, you take that breath, you have another day to make an impact. So you didn't accomplish your goal yesterday. That was yesterday. Today's a new day. Be more today. Yesterday is done. Tomorrow isn't promised to us. Take advantage of today. So that's what be more today means, man. It's just sufficient for the day is the day's problems. Got it. You know what I mean? So take care today. Cool. Bucket list. If you had to name one thing on your bucket list for this life, what would it be? Bucket list. Go to the motherland, man. Got to go to Africa. Yeah, me too, man. Gosh, you got to work that out. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure yeah. it out. I want to go so bad. Yes, man. Go to Africa, man. I want to go to Africa so bad. Uh, I'd love to take our son, go on a safari. Um, but yeah, that's definitely on the bucket list, man. Got to get to Africa. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, talking about your son, what's your son's name? My son, my pride and joy, man. Isaiah James Ellison. All right. Now, what is the most challenging thing about being a father for you? Oh, man. One of the most challenging things about being a father? Um, just being someone that you're, being someone that your son looks up to. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that I'm being the best example uh, I can be for him. First of the godly example right. uh, I can be for him, um, first and foremost. And so that's one of the biggest challenges um, is just making sure that, you know, you're putting forth your best effort and um, giving him attention. And, um, you know, as a father, like, now that, that's something that I've noticed that he's very, you know, like, if I'm with him, because on Tuesdays is Daddy's Day, I'm with him, he doesn't go to daycare. Okay. And, you know, if, if I'm not, if I'm with him and I might look at my phone or something, it's like, he's trying to get my attention. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it's just making sure that I give him the attention that he needs, and I'm being the, you know, godly father, setting the best example for him uh, that I can on how to be be a man. I hear that. I'm all about that. I love it. So if you had to give your 18-year-old self, Marquise Ellison, 18 years old, advice, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? 18-year-old me. 18-year-old Marquise. Knowing what I know now. Um, stay close to God, man. Stay close to God. All right. Most, most definitely stay close to God, man. Like I wish I was where I'm at with my faith currently back then as an 18 year old. Cause a lot of things I did at 18, I would not have done if I was in a place that I'm in now. I just real talk. That's real talk. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Enough said. 
All right. So <laughs> no, for real. Um, so again, based on my book, we have uh, our steps to greatness or our S2Gs. Uh, there are things that we want to start doing, stop doing, and goals that we want to have for the year. Um, Marquise, I need to know one thing you want to start doing or have already started doing this year. Great question. So one thing I want to start doing is my mom got a, me and my wife a journal, and each page has a different scripture at the bottom, and the scripture has our name in place um, inserted into that scripture. So it's like he's talking to us personally. So one thing I want to start doing is is journaling. I want to start a gratitude journal. Um, okay. And uh, journal every day, you know, something that I'm grateful for uh, that's happened, that God, you know, has blessed us with, or just uh, something that positive that happened that day. So I want to start keeping track of a gratitude journal, man. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. I used to journal a lot, and then I, I kind of fell off. But, um, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, actually, the, the, my book is kind of like a journal, but it, it's more like, you know, you have to do certain things on certain days. But the right. concept of just writing down your thoughts by itself, you know, putting that stuff on paper, it, it makes a huge difference. So I'm all about that. Right. Uh, I need to know one thing you want to stop or one thing you have already stopped doing this year. So one thing I want to do, stop doing is doubting myself. Mm. Because, <clears throat> be honest, even though, you know, we're st I'm still, you know, even though I'm a, I'm a go-getter, I'm, I'm super positive, you know, doubt still creeping your mind. Facts. Doubt still creeping your mind. So one thing I want to do is just stop doubting and fully trusting God. Awesome. And one goal, sir, that you have for 2020. Woo. Woo. I, I, I got a big one. I got a big one. Uh -oh. And you guys are actually hearing it here first. Oh, really? Yeah. You, okay. You're hearing it here first. All right. Put it out there. Let's go. So one goal I have for 2020 is to do a fashion show, a benefit fashion show for Crohn's and Colitis. Huh. And the whole theme is going to be purple theme because that's the ribbon for Crohn's and colitis. And, you know, this is what I want to do. Um, like, and I want to have models that have IBD, Crohn's oh, wow. disease, ulcerative colitis. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I want to do. I already had a meeting with the local Crohn's and colitis foundation here, uh, New York city. Mm -hmm. I got their blessing. Now it's just time to get the footwork going. So it's completely, it's a big goal. I have right. no idea what I'm doing, but I'm putting it out there. God's going to work it out. He's going to guide me. Um, I work fashion week. That's another thing that I do twice a year. I'm a lead venue assistant for New York fashion week. This is my what 11th season. Oh, wow. I've been working at fashion week. Right. Yes. So I have a lot of fashion production friends, you know, uh, from fashion week. Uh, that I've met and that I stay in contact with. So I have a good um, idea of how fashion production works from every aspect of it. Um, so now it's just, now that I got the permission of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, they send me their branding guidelines, all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I just got to get the footwork going. So that's the big goal I have for 2020, man. So it's out there now, baby. Everyone knows about it. So. <laughs> 
Never gonna get it done. Never gonna get it done. Well, yeah. Keith, it's been awesome having you on the show, man. You've inspired us. You've enlightened us. You've educated us on Crohn's disease and breast cancer and and higher fashion uh, with with Marquise Ellison and Marquise Rashad. Uh, you are an amazing person. Um, I just want to know what would be your final advice. If you want to give listeners some advice on anything, whether it's Crohn's disease, on Fashion Week, on you know being a entrepreneur, being an owner of a company, uh, anything that you want to kind of give your listeners advice on, uh, what would you share with them right now? The best advice I can give to you guys is to truly, man, stay close to God, trust him. He wants the best for you. Trust him. Give everything to him and, um, and just go, man. Be resilient. Be resilient. Don't give up. Because along your journey, you're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to run into things. But stay persistent. When you come into the roadblocks, go into prayer, man, and, and continue to push through. Push through and push through. And you'll get to the end. You'll get to where you're trying to go, man. You just have to stay committed. Awesome. That's it, folks. Marquise Ellison, owner and designer of Marquise Rashad, man of faith, a man of many talents, uh, Spartan. Uh, fashion designer and and up and coming uh, going to be doing his own fashion show so look out for that Marquise where can the people find you what are your hashtags websites all that kind of good stuff yes website www.marquiserashad spell r-e-s-h-o-i-d dot com and Marquise Rashad same spelling for all of the social media platforms Instagram um, Facebook it's all the same. Marquise Rashad, R-E-S-H-O-I-D. Go ahead, hit the follow button. We do a lot of great inspirational content uh, on our social media websites and platforms. So, yeah. Awesome. And go out there and get his bow ties, folks. I have already two of them. I'm about to work on getting my third, and they are fire. <laughs> and I love having you on the show, Marquise. Thank you so much for joining us. And my pleasure. Uh, for those of you who... Want to hear the podcast again? It'll be on Apple Podcasts. Now we're on Spotify, Anchor, and our newest site is going to be Stitcher. So we're going to be on those nice. four platforms. Uh, again, our thought for today was from Lake Wake Kobe Bryant. The most important thing is to try to inspire people so that they can be great at whatever they want to do. I hope you guys do that this week and uh, continue to inspire those around you. Uh, again, it's about uh, community, not competition. So bring somebody along with you. Let's get this life together. Let's be fearless. I know there's a lot of stuff happening in the media right now, in the news and coronavirus and everything else. But let's just make sure that we make sure that we be more today every single day. Uh, trust the process in our lives. Just be persistent in our lives. Uh, not be fearful. Like Marquise said, be resilient. Uh, be vigilant to get what we want to get done. And yeah, make the time. We all have 24 hours. So no more excuses, folks. Let's make this the, the year that we will go out there and make things happen. It's 2020. We're three months in. We're in the best month the best, best, best month of the year. So I'm excited to see what happens for you guys. And uh, we will see you guys in two more weeks. All right. Thank you for joining the Be More Today show. Have a great day. Have a great night. Have a great life. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. I'm gonna be a better version of me.